Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the Miller and Christian Baker Psychic Hour. Here we are to take your calls, 914-338-0164, and I posted the wrong number, 9-4-338-0164. So I'm trying to fix that error. Again, it is so frustrating on Facebook. I mean, on Blog Talk Radio, the way it's set up now, you used to be able to post your pages very easily from the Blog Talk Radio studio. And now you can only post to one profile and then you have to go into your individual pages and post everything manually. So it is quite annoying and um, tedious. So I'm trying to fix my little errors here. But the way to reach us, 914-338-0164. Please do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And uh, you can join us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our blog talk radio profile. We hope that you do join us there. We would appreciate it immensely. Well, today is the uh, 28th of September. We're just about three quarters, over three quarters of the way through the year. And... We're slowly approaching 2023. Well, I think we're quickly approaching 2023. It seems like time has flown this year. It has flown, and yet it's not. <laughs> Strangely. Yeah, time doesn't change, but people's perception changes. So as you get older, it seems to go by quicker. It and, does. Uh, I remember, like, summers used to seem like eons. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, God, I'm getting out of school, and it's going to be this wonderful long vacation. It did feel like that. And, of course, the school year felt, you know, horribly, horribly, uh, horribly long. Yeah, I don't know what, if it's a chemical thing in the brain or we just get older and more immune. I think there's some sense of immunity to time because that's how it happens to become immune with many different things in life. And same with time. Um, as we go through our lives, but since this is a psychic show, as we go through our lives, we're supposed to be somewhat getting accustomed to releasing karma. We don't have a lot to face forward to in terms of what we have to do unless there are some things left undone. The only thing about the end of our lives are we have to determine where we're going to go next. And part of that construction is, you know, have I done everything 
Has one done everything he or she wanted to do while they were alive? Is there anything left undone? And to what extent are the damages or the the, the obstacles towards completing the goals? Well, yeah, I'm Carmen. Sometimes you don't have to complete the goals. It's not going to register on the board of the soul. In terms of in terms of ascending, like if you decide, you know, you want to go on your your bucket list trip around the world, that's obviously not going to be anything that is going to get you, uh, you know, to a higher state in the astral realm. However, if you're doing a trip around the world to serve others and, you know, volunteer for like the Peace Corps or, or the American Red Cross or something like that or an animal organization, that's different. Yeah, that concept, kick the bucket, that was... No, no, bucket list. Well, yeah, kick yeah. the bucket. Was already, bucket yeah, list it generates from the there. Bucket. Yeah, I know. I got it. That was due to a horse on a farm kicking a bucket, and the, and the bucket flew and hit the farmer in the head and cracked the skull. So that, so that was karma, yeah. <laughs> probably. So karma with animals. Did you kick the bucket? Um, a, a bucket list is probably what you're supposed to do before the bucket hits your head. <laughs> Hopefully, if um, I won't hit my head, I don't need any more head injuries. Uh, my life. The horse was only guilty of horsing around. Nothing was put on his life. Um, the farmer after that kind of went into the gas business and opened up Gulf Gas. And so the story goes. But uh, when we get to the end of our lives... When happens, we get to the end of our happens? lives, what Well, what happens is it, well, sometimes we have awaiting teams. We have uh, souls on the other side. Our family members are sometimes sometimes our family members scatter and they don't want to be around us and cross over. But oftentimes we, we get some of those characters around us. Uh, you have your personal guide that's sitting there with his thumb up saying, well, here we are. Remember me? And so you have your personal guide. There might be some attending angels that they happen to have nothing better to do. Angels don't usually hang around. I mean, you know, oh, so Joe Schmo's dying, let's go, but well, angels don't usually hang around. Well, you know, Uncle Sam died and the angels lifted him up to heaven. Not uh, not maybe, accurate, necessarily. Maybe it all depends on how much Uncle well, Sam people, was I mean, you know, in the in the Catholic tradition, there's the idea garden angel, there's prayer, you know, angel of God, my garden, your blah, blah, blah. Okay, anyway, um, so there's an idea that you have a guardian angel watching over you, a personal guardian angel. Ah, not so true. Guide, yes. Well, guardian angel, not necessarily. have a guide is, the guides are, are, we're basically human beings that have graduated to the soul-spirit connection, and now they are helping uh, human beings via the astral realm. The pure connection occurs after of a uh, personal guide helping an individual during their waking hours or during their waking life is sometimes connected via dreams. Uh, sometimes there's conferences that seem to be remote in terms of a person's mind. They feel like they're talking to themselves. Um, and then sometimes there's direct communication. For those people that, you know, Moses and all those characters. Sometimes there's the Muhammad, if you want to say it. Uh, Sometimes there's Muhammad, Graham, but not all the time. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> What's his name? Um, I had a dream, Martin Luther. And I think Walter Brennan had a personal connection. Uh, that's how they got him on the room, of course. That's what I heard of him from an angel. An angel actually told me that. Oh, angel well, about you, you have to dad. You that have angels. Angels kind of dig to you. They, 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 uh, I, I've, sat, I've, I've actually watched TV and looked to my left and right and saw two angels. These spirits do watching. like TV. They get excited about movies. Like we know that for a fact yeah. because of communication that has been uh, transmitted to us through spirits. And <laughs> anyway, that's a different story, how that communication is transmitted. It's kind of uh, unbelievable. No one would believe us. But anyway, yes, they do get excited about movies which I get irritated about because some of the movies that, we, that they like are not movies I'm fond of. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they, they have a, there's a variety. It all depends on which angel you're talking to in terms of what kind of movie they're going to like. Although I heard that um, when Roger Ebert died, about four angels did attend his, his crossover. And uh, he's up there reviewing heavenly videos right now where, and seems to be doing a pretty good job. Um, but, oh, wow. uh, and yeah, there, there is, there's a bit of reporting up there. There's reporting. You know, there was reporting up in heaven, even in the Bible. There seemed to have been some reporters talking about what happened uh, in the war in heaven, and they talk about what God's doing on his throne. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's reporters up there. What he's doing at which throne? <laughs> What are you talking about? Well, the, the throne that you, you don't have to sit down on. But the idea that uh, we have around us a host of energies. Now, some some there's some attitude and belief that we also have fairies and. Well, and there are there are spirits. Yeah, all these other characters out there. And depending on who you are, I mean, as a human being, it's in, in your past lives and your connection with the earth, the connection with the astral realm, it depends. You know, the arrangement of the, the, those characters are going to be different depending on the person's, the person's energy field. Some yeah. people don't have fairies around them. Others do. Uh, I've, in my lifetime, I've had a lot of people. Um, <laughs> Me too. I, Me I too. I've office. been called a fag hag. No. Uh, once or twice. I don't know how they ever got to say that a homosexual, queer, now they're a fairy. What? what? A fairy? I, I don't know how they I, I got, think that's a kind of a derogatory. It's not a, I think that's a derogatory term. But I think queer was a, I mean, queer was a derogatory term in the past, but now many people that we've spoken with identify as queer. And yeah. that's, you know, they're. Yeah, I used to be hesitant to say the word queer because I thought it would be derogatory. But well, that's um, the same thing with HIV and AIDS. You know, there's a controversy over. I mean, we're getting kind of off topic, but briefly, there's a controversy over HIV and AIDS being used as a uh, reference to the disease. You know, that disease AIDS. And um, I know someone personally involved in that has that disease and is it in healthcare in that field and in, in, uh, in sexual health care for, um, for men and women. And there was a controversy 
that this person had over that term being used. Not that it shouldn't be used, but it should be used. That age should be used and shouldn't be diminished because of the fact that, you know, this is a part of our history and AIDS was a disease, is a disease and calling it HIV is kind of watering it down. And the fact is AIDS exists. Well, I mean, you, you know, know, people who have cancer, they don't say, you know, I have a, I have a really rare cell inactivity. Exactly. Brain. Exactly. Yeah, cells are going crazy. They're, no, I mean, there's nothing. When we we label, we can't get around labeling things. Um, we're labeled. We're psychics. You know. Yeah. We're a lot of things. Well, we're a lot of doctors. You label things. If we didn't label things, because the one word encompasses a scope of a whole attitude of. of information. So we tend to condemn, just like we're talking about as we get older, we start to condense time into a concentrated form of, of, of a time scale. We tend to uh, reduce a, 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 an abundance of language into a title. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a preacher. I'm an artist. I'm a writer. I'm an actor. What, you know, and then, we, and then that kind of fills in. Then you go in with details below. But, when, but we tend to label. Even God. He did, God didn't say, I am the master of the universe. Well, I control all solicit. He just says, I am the Lord thy God. Well, and beyond that, we have a caller. But beyond that, I don't know if it's a caller. Caller, please raise your hand if you'd like to speak with us. Someone we talked to, Jennifer. Press one if you want to talk to us. But they, this person may be listening, not pressing one. Well, yeah, not only that, but God labeled the heavens and the earth, and he labeled the seas and the animals and, you know, all those things. There were labels immediately upon the creation of the earth. Yeah, I mean, we have to, we have to, con- language has to be somewhat controlled. I just entered chat, absolutely. And we control language by reducing it to specifics instead of elaborating and going on and on and on, we, we control it by specifics. So our our word usage is 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 meant to be specific in order to reduce an abundance of language that this can get offhanded. The same thing when we say the word soul or spirit, karma, that, that kind of thing. That that energy level helps us to understand a very, very dense, elaborate system of thought and content. So we just narrow it down. Our our past lives, all the abundance of all of our past lives are narrowed down into the code of our birth date. Our birth date is a label and an identification code of what we've been doing before we were in this body form, what we're doing now, and what our intention might be in the hereafter. That is a code. So we don't usually consider a birthday to be a label, but it is. It's, it's, a, it's a label. And, you know, they'll say, and it's a code. Because even when you buy a product, well, what's the code? You can see code? code, yeah. There's all kinds of codes associated with products. So, you know, the, 
when we when we we don't seem to we we seem to take a birthday that's just a, a measurement of when you were born and then calculating how old you are at the very age that you're discussing it. But it is a code. Now, some people on on a nurse level will say, well, it's a code. Let's see what was happening the day of your birth date. You know, what was going on? So they start to to code the physicality of the birth date. We, however, start to code the soul and spirit aspects of the birth date, which is not, you're not going to find that on any doctor report. Right, and then the interesting thing, too, is, you know, the the code of the birth date, obviously, then begins to connect other people's codes, people that you've had karma with. And it can get very deep and interesting because <laughs> there are connections with individuals that may have passed, not been family members. There's, you know, they may have been born, for example, the day before you in a different year, and you're connected to that person some way in a past life or even had a past life as that individual, or there's a past life energy that connects those right. individuals. So, I mean, it gets very complex. It gets, you know, it's not, it, and it's not that everybody that is listening has to say, you know, I don't care about the code. You know, who who's going to really have time or interest in analyzing your code? Well, goodbye. That's fine. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody just left. <laughs> That's so funny. See, I'm in fact. <laughs> yeah. um, she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> well, goodbye. Goodbye. That's fine. Um, no, she she's probably listening on her I don't know, computer or what she's doing. No, she's she's a loyal listener, so oh, she's a loyal listener. It's Jennifer. It's Jennifer. Oh, oh, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. Jennifer. So um, she probably had a call or I don't know. Oh, she's she, saying she um, works from home, so you know, she listens I think while she works. It's not whistles while she works, but listens while she works. Well, that's good because you don't want to do two things at the same time. It's mm-hmm. a little difficult. But uh, well, Jimmy Cricket, Jimmy yeah. Cricket was a great whistler and and uh, listener. Uh, Pino- too bad Pinocchio was. Whistler had a whole series of violin uh, uh, exercises. W h i s t l e r. He also painted a picture of his mother. <laughs> but the, okay, anyway. Um, and she was nobody to whistle at, but to, to, trust me, if you've ever seen the painting. But the, uh, the, oh, idea that, the idea that we are still, for those interested, uh, talking, our, those dates are codes. <laughs> so a code, a code, a code. And then the book that we're working on, God knows we'll probably finish after uh, on the Gemini stuff. Uh, uh, please don't say that. Please don't say that. But um, the idea that uh, that there is a great depth of information. Now, maybe to our to our insanity level, we're trying to put it all into one book. I, I'm, I don't want to write a series of books. Well, so we're going to put You're not the only one writing the book. I don't want to write a series of books either. But you know. Why? Well, I, I as we, we as I. So, yes, um, we are one. Yeah, and that brings up another concept. You see, we can't, we're imprisoned by language. Because as soon as you say something, you have to say something else. So words tend to follow each other. The birth date numbers tend to follow each other. You, when were you born? January. Oh, January? Yeah, January. January what? Uh, oh, oh, 
want more? January 28th. But that gives you a lot of information to begin with. I mean, if you're analyzing the birth date, even on a logical level, just... I, just with information, because obviously you can analyze a birth date on a on a informational level based on what you know about the members and the associated sure. uh, theories, chakra systems. It's someone born in January, you think, okay, there may be some problem with the foundation. That's perfectly you know? logical. Archaeologists will look at a bone and tell you a lot about exactly, the bones. Exactly. So there's a scientific approach. But then then comes... The psychic element of looking at the birth date number. So that's a totally different category. And then you start to get information from the number system that is unique to that individual. That's right. And it's very exciting. I mean, a prostitute will look at the bone and tell you about the birth <laughs> you know, So, you know, but uh, we don't have any bones to pick here. <laughs> There's no bone. Yeah, well, no one's bones are getting picked today. Oh, well, okay. Okay, uh, there we'll you go. go a rerun. But, uh, <laughs> or a prostitute. Yeah, um, you're paying. Uh, <laughs> well, I pay for a lot. Yeah, I pay for a lot. But, uh, um, so, uh, you know, a birthday, the numbers follow one another. And they have to. What? They have to. Our lives follow. We're following our lives. Because every second that we are alive is immediately replaced by the next second. So we're in continuation of an energy. But each energy is separate in itself. So each number in the birthday is separate in itself, but it continuously follows or precedes the next number. So there's a and then you get into your karmic number, and then that accumulates into years. Then you get into your master number, and that accumulates into cycles. And then you have to also consider the numbers between the numbers in the birth dates. I mean, the numbers between numbers also are significant and have to be analyzed. Yeah, was that stuck in the middle with you? You got, you know, the numbers are, there are continuous numbers everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, 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 everywhere. Uh, you know, uh, when when we when they they discovered this galaxy that is so far away from us, I forget the name of it, but there's no end to the sky. You know, there's no end to space. It doesn't just stop. And it's like looking at the ocean and saying, well, how far does it go? Where's the wall? I mean, is that horizon line? Is that where it stops? You know, we. We get into the idea of circular energy, we get into the idea of eternity, and we get into the idea of the absolute uh, continuation of overlapping numbers that just keep repeating themselves, moving into different fractions, dimensions, uh, calculations. So it's constant. It's constant. And we, we have to understand that we are a part of that process. So, you know, what is it that show, uh, you know, our lives are like the grains of sand on the beach. Uh, Days Uh, of our lives. Days of our lives. Yeah, and I really feel... It's not days of our life. I do feel like, you know, our our lives are a lot like the lives of those individuals on that show. Yeah. (laughs) And talk about fairies is also days of our lives, (laughs) which is another... Actually, this is a soap opera I've never... I never watched that soap opera. Days of our lives. I, you know, I used to you see the hourglass when I was a kid. Yeah, I've seen the hourglass. I see the hourglass. 
you know, life is like, like the days it likes of our the lives. sands of time. These, yeah. it's, it's, it's like the sands of time. These are the days of our lives, is what they yeah. have. And then I would think, oh, this must be a good show. And then I'd see, like, Joe talking to <laughs> And then he went, And it's the most boring thing I've ever seen. Sorry, excuse my language. And I would turn the channel and watch Chuckle or something. Well, Chuckle. Chuckle was a clown. That was, wasn't Chuckle he was a evil? Clown. He wasn't he, he, No, he was in the code. Didn't he molest kids or something? No, well, no, he didn't. Wasn't he uh, abusive? Chuckle, there was some controversy about him, but, the, but Bozo was an alcoholic. Oh, and uh, anyway, did some rude things. clowns can be very scary. But anyway, back to birthdays. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, don't tell that to Donald Connor. But it's really. so into it's so. I mean, it, you know, like it's, it, people, you know, get into this idea of well, you know, I, I'm a three, you know, I'm a three, and you know, I'm an Aquarius. You know, he's an Aquarius. So Mercury's in retrograde. You know, we put all these labels on things without a true understanding of what they what it means. You look at a person who's, you know, a 30 equals 3, and their code may be different than another 30 equals 3, and their lives are vastly different, and what they came down to complete on the planet is totally different. You know, are they going to complete level their lives on a creative level? Um, And, you know, maybe ultimately have to come back to to reach a spiritual, uh, you know, to achieve a spiritual essence. Or is someone... With someone spiritual in a lifetime, they were extremely spiritual, but they wanted to do something. This is what we were talking about this in the book. They wanted to do something, and that brought them back to the planet, even though they were spiritual. That's scary. Yeah. You know, oh, I wanted to write a book so bad, and I was totally spiritual, devoted to God, and had faith, all this. But I wanted to do something so bad that it brought me back to the planet. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, some people eagerly await that, and some people want it. And, the, time, and then there's some people that are, um, you know, that have to that have to devote their lives to spirituality, be extremely humble, and not, you know, get to, you know, actualize their talents and and dreams. Yeah, you know, karma. You know, karma is not. Despite not their level of, just make of, us happy. of talent, there's, there's a certain amount <laughs> and skill. So it's like saying, you know, I'm a third grader. Well, not all third graders are at are, the same are, level. At the same level. In fact, when I was in the third grade, um, I I I did because I was into the numbers and blah blah. And so I did say to the teacher. How are we going you were, to... By third grade, you were doing numbers? I thought you hated numbers. I guess you were seven when you started Oh, no, my numbers. grandfather made me... I know he made you, but I didn't... I just... I, I, right I know. I found that numbers being personal. I didn't connect them to psychic. I know. He forced you. To, okay. But he taught me how the narration of numbers. Okay, go on. Um, Sorry to interrupt. But, uh, the teacher... I remember the teacher saying, well, you know, uh, I grade on a curve. <laughs> and I said, well, you grade on a curb? She said, yes, I grade on a curb. I go, well, what street do you go to <laughs> on? Because I thought a curb was, you know, a, a, an angle in the street. And I thought, maybe she, oh, you probably maybe she goes to a street curb. and does her, uh, you know, I want to look over her shoulder and watch what she's going to do. And I didn't understand what curved meant. But then when she explained it, I said, curve, you mean like on the street, you go out and grade? No, I grade according to a curve. In terms of the lowest student and the best student, and then we find an average. 
I mean, I was so confused at this point. I didn't know what you were talking confused. about. But when you're grading on a curve, you're, you're, you're looking at a whole absolute number system, and then you're finding the medium point, and, you're, and, and that's sometimes based on not the eight, four, three, two, one level, A, B, C, D, F, but on whatever the highest student was doing compared to what the lowest student was doing, and then by fraction and percentage, you start to calculate calculate grades the, accordingly. The grade but I mean, it's interesting because in that regard, every year is going to be different because she's going to have a, a yeah, range of students yeah. at different levels. So the highest student one year could be the middle student in another year. That's right. So so when I was probably in the seventh grade, I I I started to learn about the the karmic side of the birth date, the transcendent side of the birth date, and I thought, gee, this is like the lowest to the highest. So I designated the months and days as karma, the low points of our energies that we came to the earth with, well, that we have to make up for, yeah. as opposed to the transcendent, <clears throat> the higher energies that we're striving for. But it's interesting with karma because, <laughs> excuse me, karma, yes, Lowest energies, and obviously, you know, karmic phase, you're going to be more fixed in that phase because what is going on in your life is karmic. It's based on past life, so there's not as much creative control over it. However, a person might be totally gifted because of karma. And that's what, I think that's where it gets confusing because, you know, a karma, someone can come in with this karma. I mean, look at Natalie Wood, for example. I mean, she had a mixed karma because it was a horrible relationship. Not horrible relationship, but she had a very controlling mother. But her career started very early. It was the basis of her career. You know, it, it provided the foundation for her career in later years. And in many ways, she was very blessed in her karmic phase. And then... Of course, we know what her demise was. I mean, she drowned. <laughs> um, another 30 equals three. But, you know, yeah. a karma can be, you know, there can be many good things that come out of karma. Well, that brings up an interesting concept because one of the most complicated things that I heard in the teacher's discussion was the term an overall grade point average. Now, when she said that, I was totally confused. Oh, interesting. Because I, I thought an overall, okay, because I was the kind of kid that was, I was just attuned to language. So an overall grade point average, what the heck is she talking about? Overall, overall, everything overall, grade point average. So then she began to explain it to me, and she said, well, what 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 is what is done is we take all your your uh, test scores and we add them up the points and then what we do is we take the number of grade points and divide it into the the entire point system and we attain an average of what you of what your performance is. Now I understood the language, but I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. I understood each word she said. Oh, you were. But this I was third did, grade? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not. Well, uh, I mean, you know, uh, it's understandable. It, you was, it was, uh, I, I finally got a hold of it, you know, 
Because in the third grade, that was about the time my grandfather was hitting me on the head if I didn't understand the number system. So he did drill it into me, and I had an overall uh, grade point bump head. But the idea that that there is a overall grade point average. So when you're talking about deadly wood, what happens is that there's an overall grade point average in your journey of the soul, good and bad. And she so had what a, happens with an A and an F yeah. becomes a C? But the thing is, I mean, Natalie Wood, nobody, I mean, probably most people don't know her birth date. I don't remember the year she was born. Um, but like 38, 38 I think, 38. She had an 11, but she was also born on the 20th of July. 20th of July. So she had a zero in a really unfortunate place. But, I mean, despite that, she had great success as an actress. Great success. And, well, you know, I mean, she had it all. She was, she was revered by the public. Yeah. A lot of conditions regarding self-image. And, you know, exactly. It's amazing how very famous actors and actresses have a really distorted self-image. I mean, part of the criteria of being a performer is a sense of insecurity. Didn't she have weight problems? Uh, there might. A little. Well, I think there was some. Yeah, and I know she had some sleep issues because she took medication to sleep yeah. every night, and I think her mother did put her on um, amphetamines probably as a child because of, you know, the pressure to be a performer and do more and more and more. Yeah. So that was a part of there, her makeup. There, yeah, and that's sure. karma, for sure. sure. You know, there's a lot of beautiful actresses that Gene Seaver committing suicide, and Margaret had a problem with lovers. I mean, a lot of very, very beautiful people that you would think just had it all. Terrible, terrible situation. Yeah, that, so there you go. Level. Um, I mean, and then, you know, so that's, that's it. I mean, I mean, it, 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 uh, Elizabeth Taylor was totally in love with Richard Burton, but she was totally in love with Colonel Sanders, too. <laughs> so there was a lot of uh, mis- misbehaving going on. Well, look at Maria Callas, same thing, tragic life. Tragic. Yeah. A lot of drama and relationship. I don't know what her birthday but was. But you see, but that's the overall grade point average, because we have our ups and downs in terms of our energy fields. Now, so that means that every 30 equals 3 is not going to be the same, not to mention that there's multi-layers of what a 3 is. I mean, there's all kinds of right. energies composed of that. Right, Which it's a spiritual is, number. I mean, it's a spiritual number, but not everybody. I mean, it's Trinity, you know, <laughs> mystical, but not everybody. You just got a hello from a bird. Um, not everybody that's 3, a 3 is going to get into a spiritual state of mind on any any level that's measurable in yeah. the soul. Well, you know, which brings us to the most mysterious number in the universe, I think, is zero. Because zero is, they say it's a non-quantity, but there has to be a measurement to zero that is significant. Well, obviously there is, because as soon as you put zero after a number, you increase its value and its content. But zero is still a concept. And when I was a kid, I, I, I remember laying down on the ground and just thinking about the concept of zero. It drove me nuts because I would think of nothingness. I would think of a non-value. I well, think but of then a you're thinking of something. But then I would begin to understand that it had content. 
Right. And that it, that no matter where you place it in the universe, it means something. Zero point one. Um, one point zero. Two point zero. You know, one one million dollars. So zero is a very very mysterious character, and it's it actually qualifies as being infinite. Zero is actually a number that has no substance that is infinite. Right, but when it's in a birth date, I'm sorry, I might be jumping ahead of you, but when it's in a birth date, its value as far as it's in, the principle of infinity is not exactly applicable. Well, you get into a narration. So when you get into a birth date, we deemed it as crucial to being something that happened in a lifetime that was detrimental to progress. Something like a suicide or racist, yeah. Or so a murder, you could have killed somebody. You know, there's many different ways to look at yeah. zero. Now, that's taken out of context, because zeros can also mean something rather mysterious and, right. and um, progressive. But what, from field study, and over 55 years, zeros do usually indicate something of, of some variety of energy that was pretty detrimental to the progress of the soul and spirit, more or less the body. So there, so it takes on this this sort of journey that it has multi-levels of definition. And it doesn't mean that those of you who have a zero in your number, you, you have to be impacted by something totally negative. It just means that it's the suggestive explanation but perhaps some of the things that you've gone through. But it does, usually zeros are derived from karma. Now, when you have a zero at the end of the thing, like you're born 60 or 50 or 70, uh, that's a whole different concept. Because it might amount to something that is despairing. But what saves the absolute value or devaluation of that zero is that it's coupled with other numbers, perhaps a 19, like 19.7, which becomes an, an 8. So it becomes something of value, something of value. That's a famous term. It's something of value. That something is OP. That something is sort of, oh, it, it, it's, it's not really, it's, it has a definition, but it escapes clarity. It doesn't really define itself on the surface. So there's a depth. I equate O's to like ocean. If, if you've never been on the planet Earth and you come to the planet Earth and you look at an ocean and you go, well, there's a basically a, a body of water, but you have no idea what it encapsulates, what, what's inside of it, the depth of it. That is Phantomless to some extent. Phantomless. That, that, well, phantomless too, because we're talking Phantom. about dead souls at sea. <laughs> <God>. um, uh, <laughs> and burials at sea. You know, it's a lot of things floating around there. <laughs> there are. So, uh, Ancient tre- treasure chests. Yeah. So, um, you know, when they said, uh, I remember saying, you know, we're going to send you down to David Jones' locker. 
Davy Jones. A, Davy from Jones the monkeys? Well, no, that was a concept. Davy oh, Jones Locker. Sorry. Well, Davy obviously something I missed in school. <laughs> that's where the pirates and everybody in burial see. But when I first heard it, I thought David Jones had a gym locker in the ocean. I didn't know what he meant by locker. But David Jones' locker was a concept that there are souls in the sea, and Davy Jones is sort of the, the demon pirate that captures the souls that drowns at sea, especially outlaws and pirates and things oh, like that. Oh, well, it's, this is, I, you know... We're not getting off the topic because well, it's, I, it's something I didn't learn. So I'm oh, Davy Jones' locker. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, but uh, what, where now the combination? Where of did that you? Locker where in what course did you learn about this history? Davy Jones' locker. Oh, that's common. Well, I. That's common. I, well, I know a lot of things are I mean, common. I'm sure it is common, but it's not I something probably, I ever learned. I mean, it, it might have been. It yeah. might have been started in the well, 15th I'm, century. I got to tell you, this century. is not my area of interest in terms of academic learning. I do not care well, about pirates. <laughs> I well, just don't. Okay. But anyway. I, I won't tell black <laughs> But uh, go on. Uh, I mean, not to say that it's not valuable or relevant here, but I'm saying in my, in my educational uh, pursuits, this was not an area where I would have interest. You, mean you don't whatsoever. know about Morgan the pirate? Uh, uh, Captain Morgan? Well, Morgan the pirate. Yeah. No, yeah. not Captain Morgan. Morgan Captain Morgan pirate. is a pirate. Well, yeah, I know he's a pirate. But that that's it. you're talking about an alcoholic. <laughs> um, maybe and, uh, maybe and so. About and not the best drum. But anyway, that's uh, a different story. Yeah, no, but if Captain Morgan was a pirate I'm not yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that. But but I don't know about Davy Jones Locker. Davy Jones Locker. Uh look it up, you'll see what it says. Davey I'm looking Jones it up. Locker. Um so interesting. I wonder if the, the monkeys guy named himself out if the, he was born Davy Jones I don't think he or himself. no, he was I, I just I don't think it has anything to do with pirates. No, you um, never know. It might have to do with his gym socks, but it doesn't have anything to do with his Okay. <laughs> so so we got the concept and you know, Neptune and all the characters of the sea, mermaids and not to mention fishes, you know, and all the kinds of things that live in the ocean, whales. I mean, there's a variety. You have amphibians, you have fish, you have mammals, uh, jellyfish, crustaceans. Yeah, I had a jellyfish in my third eye the other day. I had a jellyfish and peanut butter sandwich. But the, the, That's I, what you thought I said, too. That's what you said. I said, I saw a jellyfish. You said you saw a jelly sandwich? Yeah. Uh, well, you, maybe you need your ears waxed. Ear wax Maybe, maybe so. Okay. But, uh, so we have this idea that zeros, zeros are, I respect zeros because they are the most mysterious number to analyze. And, and you, you do approach it with some trepidation because of its depth. We have a caller. Um, we have a caller in our last short amount of time. We only have a short amount of time. So we're going to bring this person on. This is um, Kate. Kate, 922-67. Hi, been a while. Sure has. How are you? Good. Yeah, since it was just my birthday, I was just wondering what um, this year is about coming up. Let's see. Let's do some calculations. 
as far as your age is concerned. I'm using a calculator because it's really so 55, which is not. So you had to change. You had to change um, a 54, right? Am I wrong? 56. 56. 56. So you're coming up on a change in the next year. No, 54. No, 54. So I was right. Sorry, we're having a little math issue. So you had a change at 54, and you just turned 55. So your your cycles are long, Kate. You're a nine. They can be mm-hmm. divided by three. You know, I mean, there's that division. You know, there there's a cycle that cycle of three within the cycle of nine. Um, but essentially, yeah. And you've got your master number in your month. Um, so you're in the midst of your, what is it? Well, her month and day are 13 and her year is 13. Yeah. There's a master energy. And she's on her, um, sixth cycle. Oh, she's on her, um, she's on her sixth cycle, which is third eye. Leading into her seventh. So this is the year of psychic change. Interesting, because she's born in 67. So your cycles, your cycles, the cycle that you're on and your next cycle happen to be held in your year, which is, um, you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. That you've got those numbers in your birth date signifying the cycles. Master numbers nine, that's your month. Six and nine is 54, and six and nine and seven is 63. So you're going through a dramatic psychic change. Um, it could be a different outlook in relationship and a different outlook in job. So if you're saying, what is this going to hold for me? That means this means that you're going to be changing a relationship into uh-huh. something more mystical and changing jobs into something more spiritual. So how does that amount to some sense of reality? Um, what was the first thing? I, I heard changing jobs into something spiritual and changing relationship, relationships into what? Something more mystical, something more spiritual. Oh. Um, well, yeah, I mean, definitely that's what I'm, I am pursuing. Yeah, that, that matches. So, well, give us a little bit more detail. I'm also seeing something around you, but we'll go. I want to hear the response to what Neil said first. As far as well, yeah, I'm still I'm in New Mexico and um, things I like it here. I'm going to stay for a while, right. so I'm just getting more settled down here. Okay, you're getting more settled. So, like as far as work is concerned, what you were doing before was events. You were working with children. There's a variety of things that you did, kind of piecing together. Is that the same situation, or has there been a significant change in your job? Um, yeah, that's the same. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, it's more artistic, you know. Down here is more art. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't like um, Bay Area is all tech companies, and down here it's a lot different type. So it is more spiritual kind of um, artist and artistic events. Well, the Bay Area has changed so much because I mean, the Bay yeah. Area to me was very artistic and food, and you know, it's a European city, but it's gone through so many changes, the gentrification and all that, you know, and uh, the homeless population is horrible there. So I, I imagine I was there for almost 10 years. So I know that. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I'm very familiar with that area. And I, um, yeah, it's a shame that 
there have been some negative changes. Anyway, regarding you, I'm getting stones around you, stones, oh. crystals. Do you ever work with crystals? I mean, New Mexico, there are crystals. Um, I think, like, don't they have, like, you know, like yeah. areas where there rocks are and rocks? And yeah. Indian artifacts. But anything with stones that you – do you have any – uh, stones that you work with spiritually, you know, in your spiritual practice? Um, I've always been, I mean, even really before I was conscious about it, I mean, probably since like teenage years, I liked amethyst. So I think amethyst was the very first one I've had. And I, and I like lapis. I've always liked the blue, purple. Yeah, I love lapis. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, since living here, you know, it's a lot more of like a petroglyph and fossils. You know, it's a lot more of the earth and red tones of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting, for some reason, a green stone around you. You did not mention green. But maybe that's something that you should work with. Jade, I mean, emerald's obviously very expensive. So you wouldn't, I mean, that's not something you would add probably into your into your practice but well, um, have, well actually that's funny because yeah um when my mom passed i have a an emerald ring so i oh. do have that I well have. that's then that's a psychic validation you have an emerald yeah. ring from your mom yeah i was getting yeah. an emerald i obviously oh, as i said i was getting an emerald but i was thinking well maybe you know it's the stone that she should be working with you didn't mention emerald okay. But you have an emerald ring, so that's a validation. Maybe your mom coming through. Maybe it might be coming through. Here's what you should do, Kate. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mean you have to be talented, but what you need to do is get some paint and canvas okay. and start to do some abstract painting. Your third eye is waiting to be watered and and express itself in the formation right. of, of of painting. You don't have to Great. be expert. You don't have to be you know abstract painting because what yeah what what you're being asked to connect to now is the sun and the moon uh-huh. so you want to uh-huh. don't blind yourself but you want to pay attention yeah. to the sun and you want to pay attention to the moon and the movement if you can of those bodily planets or stars or whatever moons in heaven so you need to open that up because what's going to happen is you're going to meet three people that will be significant. You will come in the, in the attitude of three people. Now, one of them will mention angels to you. It will be a, probably a man that talks significantly about angels. So he'll be talking to you about this. And you, what you should do is, oh, this is a past life character. It doesn't have to turn into love or anything. But you're going to be connected to, like Scrooge, you're going to be visited to by three human forms. <laughs> but I'm getting... That's which is great. The three musketeers, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting. I mean, I, I'm feeling like you want a romantic relationship also, and perhaps looking for that in New Mexico. Am I right about that, or am I completely wrong? Oh, definitely. Because it was, um, you know, after my dad passed, it was, you know, like, a, you know, a year of mourning. It kind of felt like. But yeah, now that. Uh, a lot of that is um, passed through, and yeah, I feel ready now. Well, I think that's coming in for you in the next, in, within the cycle, for sure. Yeah. 
I mean, it can happen sooner than later, depending on what circumstances, you know, what circumstances surround you. But um, we we can put energy out for that coming in. Are you living with a roommate now or by yourself? Um, yeah, by myself. They have a lot of um, kind of like mother-in-law places here. So, yeah, it's my own little. So it must be nice now that you've got your own space and don't have to deal with the drama of having a roommate because we know the past situation didn't work out. And, um, it's probably better better that you're on your own. Yeah, sometimes those things still have to happen to clear out. Like old karma, so now oh, I'm sure. that's yeah. over. Definitely. That I mean, it wasn't like a just shouldn't have happened situation that you were in. You know, moved yeah. moved to that area and and had that experience yeah. with that woman. But now you've cleared it. You're on your own. You don't have to deal with the drama of a of a of a, of a roommate and you know sharing space. You've got your own space, and um, things I think are looking really good for you. Psychic validations three. Three people coming into your life, and perhaps a romantic partner in the near future. Um, what did he mean by water? My third eye. Does that mean just like nourish it? You, nourish yeah. it. Okay. You're, you're nourishing it. You're you're opening it up, and the way to open it up by water would be me by doing some painting. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you said that because I did paint a lot during the first lockdown. That's when I really oh. started doing abstract painting when I was home for like six months. So now I, I haven't done that here, so I need to open that up again. But that's great. You yeah. haven't done that. And I mean, for me, that's something I've actually never done in my life. I mean, maybe like finger paints in school, but I've never painted. Okay. So I mean, it's something that, you know, is a psychic of what you've done in the past and something that obviously needs to be brought back in to help to open that third eye energy because you're in the sixth cycle of your master number nine. But anyway, hopefully that helps throughout okay. the end of the yeah. show, Kate. Yeah. yeah, great. Happy birthday. Nice to see you guys. Yeah, Thank you. Birthday. Okay, take care. All right, we're at the end of the line for the day and we're back on Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the